G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. On a Thursday, always good to get an update on the way things are happening that shape our culture. Ashley Saunders, the National Director of Family Voice Australia, back with us again today. Hello, Ashley. Welcome back to 2020. Thanks, Neil. It's good to be with you and good morning to your listeners. Ashley, let's talk about the developments this week in the Parliament. Of course, the same-sex marriage debate has continued. The same-sex legislation going through the lower house. You've been monitoring along the issues as they have been discussed, the speeches as they were made earlier this week. What sort of things are outstanding for you as you've heard some of the representations that have brought the uh, passage of this bill through the lower house? Well, there's probably a couple of things in particular. One is that uh, the Prime Minister said that he would move or support amendments to ensure, firstly, that all civils, uh, all celebrants, civil and religious, uh, would be in a position where they wouldn't need to make um, or preside over a wedding against their, their convictions. And secondly, that... Um, uh, charities who have a traditional view of marriage would not be prejudiced. And so, uh, on the one hand, we say thank you, Prime Minister, for recognising that and for being willing to support those amendments. On the other hand, it actually gives the lie to all of the things that um, same-sex marriage advocates were saying uh, throughout the, the last few months, that there are no implications, uh, that there are no implications for freedoms, there are no implications for uh, for organisations and so on. And so uh, that's the first thing, that um, that the Prime Minister's willingness to support such amendments in, in a sense gives the lie to what same-sex marriage advocates have been telling us that there are no consequences. And the second thing is uh, I was disappointed to hear Tony Abbott's speech on Tuesday when he said that if same-sex marriage in fact leads to more commitment, relational commitment, stability in relationships, then uh, it would be something that would add to the social fabric of society. Now, sure, he's saying there if, but at the same time, uh, it just disappoints me that um, not only is he willing to support the bill, and he said he would, uh, in fairness, he and a number of others said, uh, if the plebiscite, if the postal survey has a yes result, I'll respect the will of the people. But the speech went a bit further than that and said that if it adds to the social fabric of society, that it's something that a conservative should not only accept but should support. And so I was personally disappointed by that. Uh, there are some disappointments too to reflect on where people may be feeling as though uh, even conservative members of the coalition have somehow or other watered down their opposition to the uh, idea of same-sex marriage and watering down to a point where uh, somehow or other it looks as though they haven't fought hard enough. Any reflection on that? There is a sense of disappointment in the community, and that's uh, what I'm sensing as I talk to people, as I listen to people in different states over the last few weeks. 
but there is that sense of disappointment of being let down by people from whom um, Christian men and women around the country expected more. And um, in fairness to the politicians, they've been in a very difficult situation. They've been in a situation where um, they have been advocating for all Australians to have their say, but then found themselves in the position where they um, were pressured into saying, and we will support uh, whatever Australia wants. And the reason I say that that's still disappointing is because there was no pressure on those who were advocating for change to say, if there's a no result, will you respect it? And so it was reminiscent of what we saw in America when prior to the presidential election, Trump was being asked, you know, if, if, if Clinton wins, will you respect that? Um, but nobody said to Clinton, if Trump win, wins, will you and your supporters accept that? There's a, a sense in which those who are more on the left, um, right around the world, about different issues, are saying to the conservative people, you've got to respect our will, but we're not going to respect uh, your will, or we're not going to accept the will of the people if it goes the way we don't want. Um, in fact, uh, again, coming back to marriage, um, up to one-third of those who voted yes. This is what research shows, that up to one-third of those who voted yes in the marriage survey did not primarily do so because they support same-sex marriage, but they did so primarily because they're sick of the issue, they wanted to get it off the agenda, and they knew that unless the same-sex marriage advocates got what they wanted, it would continue on the agenda, that they wouldn't respect a no vote, that it would continue on the agenda. And so they said, let's just shut them up and give them what they want. Um, that's not very good for democracy. Uh, no, it's a big mistake. And you've been monitoring along some response from church leaders uh, not only those who are leading denominations, but those who are uh, simply leading perhaps congregations. Uh, and the reactions are quite significant. Yes, they are. And in Tasmania, the Reverend Campbell Markham, who is a Presbyterian pastor in Hobart, um, and your listeners, uh, not only in Tasmania, but in other parts of Australia, uh, may remember the name because he and his church are involved presently in an anti-discrimination issue in Tasmania uh, where uh, he's been taken to the anti-discrimination board because of um, things that have been published uh, about same-sex marriage in favour of a biblical view of sexual ethics. And so Campbell Markham has been wrestling with the idea if same-sex marriage is, uh, is legalised in Australia, if the Marriage Act is amended in such a way that the institution of marriage does not accord with a biblical view of marriage that I teach and practice and understand, can I have anything to do with that social institution? And he has made the decision that uh, on the day that the governor signs the Marriage Amendment Act into law to allow same-sex marriage, that he will submit his resignation as uh, a religious marriage celebrant. He hasn't done so lightly. I spoke with him a week or so ago when I was in Hobart. He hasn't done so lightly. Uh, he is more than happy to um, be involved in Christian men and women coming in a public way and committing themselves to each other before God, but in conscience he cannot be involved 
in something that calls itself marriage but which is not marriage. And so that's the view that he's come to, and I know that there are others who are wrestling with that idea. Can I have anything to do with an institution that defines marriage in a way that conflicts with my conscientious convictions? Ashley, do you think there might be a few earthquakes denominationally from Christian churches and their leaderships as to how they deal with marriage issues into the future? Is there, uh, are there things that you're hearing that uh, you're able to report? Uh, yes, there are, uh, there are uh, any number of churches that are wrestling with that issue. Some, some churches have a, a more denomination-wide approach. Others have a, have a more autonomous approach uh, from different churches. But um, there are some denominations that are going to be wrestling in a very difficult way with the whole issue. And in particular, I refer to the Uniting Church and to the Anglican Church. And in both of those cases, um, you you could even say that the denominations are potentially split over this issue. And so there are people in both denominations who want to continue to hold and to teach uh, the beauty of marriage as, uh, as God... Uh, intended it, and yet there are others in those same denominations who are willing to say not only is same-sex marriage something that we can accept, but we should embrace it, and it, and it can be part of who we are. And so churches um, around Australia will need to grapple with this um, and do so very quickly. It might it might not be um, easy to watch over the next few months as churches and denominations grapple with how they respond to this. Well, there are so many things happening, uh, other things other than the marriage issues. Uh, let me ask you very quickly about uh, a couple of other issues. Of course, uh, dual citizenship and the referral of uh, federal politicians to the High Court, uh, nine uh, in total uh, from yesterday. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, on the uh, the referral of those politicians? Uh, I think anybody... Uh, over whom there is any doubt at all, needs to be referred to the High Court or needs to refer themselves to the High Court so that the High Court can once and for all, in the life of this Parliament, make some decisions and we as the people who have elected our Members of Parliament can have confidence that they're not in breach of the Constitution. The thing that I guess not only... well, it alarms me, if I can use that word, and that is that over the last few months we've been hearing from the Leader of the Opposition um, entire total confidence that we've got this great process, it doesn't impact any of our people, whereas a few months ago, um, if, um, if the Opposition as well as the Government and the crossbenchers had said, well, you know, there's some doubts about this one, there's some doubts about that one, we do have a good system, but maybe the system... Uh, let us down in a couple of cases and if they'd all been referred to the High Court earlier uh, we we wouldn't now still be talking about it. Um, We really need to ensure that that this week either people agree to them being uh, themselves being referred or alternatively the Parliament votes to refer to the High Court absolutely everybody and anybody over whom there's any doubt at all so that we can have confidence uh, in our Parliament. Well, let me say thank you so much for your insights again, Ashley Saunders. And I'll point people to Family Voice Australia. The website is fava.org.au and it's a website where people can get 
good updates on the issues that are shaping our culture. Ashley Saunders, thanks so much for joining us once again today on 2020. It's been good to be with you, Neil. Good morning. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.